Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network the Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Well, hello again, Slurds. Welcome to the 192nd episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is Polis Priorities. These are the priorities for the 3rd of June, 2020. So, uh, yeah, kick back. Let me fill you in on what's happening next week. Um, despite the weight of your poll list last week, uh, I mean, I wouldn't expect the same thing. I wouldn't expect the same thing on the 6th. Takes a little bit of a dip. A little bit of a dip. So, let's just, uh, get right into this, huh? Let's start out with some indies. We're talking Xenoscope. Xenoscope's not a uh, publisher I usually bring up often on the old poll list priorities. Uh, not to discriminate or anything like that. But, you know, it's just, uh, yeah. Uh, but this, this, in these slim times, if you will, I'm gonna bring up everything I can, really. Xenoscope. Robin Hood Vigilante, number six of six. Now, this is Robin with the Y. Female Robin Hood. So, this is Ben Miris and Babisu Curtis. Right on. So, there you go. The end of a six parter. Boom. That's it. Sorry, Jesus fucking Christ. I got distractions coming in from every goddamn angle of the studio right now. Um, continuing on. Staying focused. Let's drink the last uh, little swig of coffee here. Fucking do this. Alright. Boom. We're in it now. I'm focused. Fucking focused. That wasn't even a swig. That wasn't even a swig. I don't need it. Vault. <laughs> Vault Comics. How focused are you? Vault Comics. Finger Guns, number two. Justin Richards and Val Halverson. Halverson? So, Finger Guns, for whatever reason, my local comic book store wasn't able to provide me with Finger Guns. Um, yeah, just wasn't enough by the time I could get my, my little mitts on them. So, I missed out on that, but I hear great things. I really do, and it feels like that was forever ago that I missed out. But, no. Yeah. No, I'm fucking issue two, man. Issue two. So for anybody that does have it on their poll list, there you go. And I do recommend, I, I must say that in these strange times, 
don't count on books being on shelves in a lot of local comic book stores right now. Start pull lists. That's really going to be, you know, and sign up for, you know, the FOCs, the final order cutoffs. It's really going to be the only thing that can even kind of come close to a guarantee you get your books. Can't just rely on them being on the shelf. A lot of shops right now aren't taking any risks. They're going to order the shit that they know is going to sell. Some little indie books uh, during pre-recession times, <laughs> I wouldn't fucking count on it. You know, maybe you might be able to count on shit like Venom and Spider-Man, but even then, Venom was fucking picked clean. Picked clean. So, whew, yeah, I, that's that's one thing I gotta say. Start a goddamn pull list. Start a pull list. I don't mean to scare you, but at the same time, I mean to scare you. I do. Uh, that that's This is pull list priorities for a reason. This is what it is. Uh, let's scoot up to Scout. That's fun to say, huh? We've got North Bend. North Bend number two. Love me some Scout comics. Ryan Ellsworth and Rob Carey. So the Cold War continues when a DEA agent is recruited to test a mind-controlled drug on unwitting Americans. Brendan sets up a Seattle safe house, clashing with someone who puts the entire project at risk before it even gets off the ground. Meanwhile, Annie's search for the stolen cash leads her down a road that could cost her everything. <coughs> there. Um, <laughs> there you go. North Bend. Number two. Aha. Wretches. Wretches, wretches, wretches. I called this book, man. Oh, you speculators, you speculators, all you shops that didn't order enough of this book. You're kicking yourself in the old giblets now, aren't you? Aren't you? Yep, this book's getting a Netflix series. Not got optioned. No, it's getting a Netflix series. And I fucking called it. Uh, admittedly, I don't know if I did that on the mic. But I do know that I did it at least to someone's face. I said it out loud. And <laughs> uh, I, I knew as soon as I read issue one, I was like, fuck, we're on to something here. This is this is really cool. I think I want to maybe catch this in an arc, read this all in one story arc. Um, so, yeah, um, people are like, what the fuck? You, what, what is that, dude? Why? Why? Come on. I was like, you'll see, man. You'll see this book's going to catch on. Little did I know that, you know, fucking Netflix was already slobbered all over it. And it's going to be developed. Is being developed. Oh, this is a great series, and um, I'm, I'm I'm glad to see that something like this is getting a chance. Because I would imagine it's going to take quite a bit of a uh, a budget to get it done properly. Because it's very very sci-fi. So, in the fifth issue, in the fifth issue, in the fifth issue of Wretches. Sean is forced to help the twisted bot who kidnapped him in the first place as he attempts to infiltrate an alien city and rob the local drug lord. Um, oh, and rob the... <laughs> infiltrate the city and he's going to infiltrate Rob, who happens to be the local drug lord. No, that's not... <laughs> no, he's going to rob the local drug lord on top of infiltrating an alien city. Carrying on. The reward for his aid in the violent raid... The promise of getting she, or Shea, his sister, which it doesn't say here. I just know that because I read the fucking book. Back in one piece once I succeed. 
After being taken through their slums, Shay begins to recognize that the average bots and their wants are any different than those of humans, to live their lives in peace. Okay. Unfortunately for her, the bots are still under the rule of a power-hungry tyrant, and her execution is eminent. See? See? Man, five issues. Five issues. I fucking dig it. I dig it. I dig it all the way down to the letter Chaz Pangburn. That's how much I dig riches. Um, admittedly, I only read the first issue, and I said I'll read it when it gets to a fucking concludes to a story arc. I don't know if this is the end of the story arc or six is going to be the end of a story arc. This, so- I, I mean, it sounds more like six is going to be the way it goes, but whatever. If you can go out and get riches right now, fucking boom! I'm throwing a little speculation lottery right there for you right now. I called it. Um, Oni Press. Uh, where are you, Oni Press? There are you, Oni Press. Agratusco. Agratuko. I don't know. I don't fucking speak a Japanese. So, Brenda Hickey and uh, Brenda Hickey. The office is. Oh, so, by the way, this is Agratuko number three. The office is turned upside down when a loud brace of Canadian goose names Karen, of course. From the international division, spends a week in Japan. Retsuko is purely curious about her until Boss Tone decides <laughs> put her in charge of dealing with the difficult visitor. Fucking Karen's, am I right? God damn you, Oni Press. God damn you. You're silly. You're just silly. And then there's also Backtrack. Backtrack number three from Brian Joyness and Jake Elpchik. So, Allison and company turn up high and dry in an uncharted forest in China. But this leg of the competition comes with an unwelcome twist, and our drivers find themselves in a little... Little? In a little... Hmm. Alright, Bubba. Find themselves in a literal race against time when a mysterious clock begins sticking down. Begins ticking down. Oh, boy. <laughs> the question is, what happens when it hits zero? All right. Yeah, no, you got to love a fucking goddamn... I mean, it's, it's, it's race cars, and it's speed, and it's China, and it's clocks. Right? Fucking dig it, man. Ugh, Oni Perez, you silly, silly bitches. Uh, do we go to boom now? We go boom. Let's go boom. Buffy Every Generation number one. What we got here is an $8 book with a whole bunch of various creators. So, the secret origins of some of the most important slayers in history and the first appearance of a new character with a familiar face who will change the way you look at Buffy and everything about her world. This is the Buffy comic that everyone will be talking about. And the most important new character in over 20 years. Um, okay. Yo. Alright, fucking hey, uh, speculation much? The most important Buffy character in 20 years. Carrying on, Boom Studios, we've got Red Mother number 5. Jeremy Hahn and Danny Luckert. Alright, um, by the way, Jeremy Hahn's dope, just so everybody knows, and he also did the cover as well. Uh, Jeremy Hahn did, uh, oh, what was that fucking series? Uh, oh, I have it covered. Hang on. 
Getting up from the chair, coming over here. What's it called? Motherfucker. The realm. That's what it is. The realm. He did the realm. Yeah. Uh, boom. Gotta love it, right? Mm, uh, I don't know what Red Mother is, but just based off the art, I feel like I missed out on this one. <laughs> Fucking dig it, man. Dig it. And, uh... Oh, look at that. There's a dope-ass FOC cover, too. See, that's the other th advantage of having... In case you guys don't know... You know, I don't know if you guys have ever been the type of person, like I was myself for a while, that saw a really neato cover. You're like, I don't remember that. How did I... I never had the chance to get that cover. What the fuck? That's because there's certain covers that are only exclusive to FOCs. You could only get them on the final order cutoff uh, order sheet. So, um, if you find the right comic book store, local comic book store... Uh, to sign you up with a pull list, then you get these types of fucking opportunities. The only way you're getting this Red Mother number no. 5 FOC cover done by Wandell is if you have a fucking pull list. That's all there is to it. Need I give you any more goddamn reasons to pre-order books and <laughs> take advantage. Jesus Christ, come on, there's not enough people out there. And the reason why I say that is because I see it every goddamn day. People are bitching. That, you know, I didn't get the fucking chance to get this book. Well, when did you? I mean, I mean, I could give a fuck a thousand reasons why I should be very, very, ugh, whatever, whatever. Don't get mad, Brian. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. Carrying on. Uh, what do we do now? We do dynamite. That's what we do now. Hey, I got some dynamite to talk about. And you know what? It's not the fucking goddamn Red Sonias or the Vampirellas or the whatever have you quadruple way crossovers. No. No. We've got two number ones. And it's shit that you want. It's shit that you want. And by shit that you want, I mean, it's not shit. We've got boys. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Boys, Dear Becky, number one. Yes. Sequel to the boys. Garth Ennis and Russell Braun. Bam. Granted, Derek Robertson's not doing the art, but he did the motherfucking cover. You know? And Derek Robertson's a fucking busy guy. You know, you could fucking... Whatever. But the fact is, is... For those of you that read The Boys, you got yourself a sequel right here. Boys, Dear Becky. Twelve years after the events of The Boys, Huey finds himself back home in Scotland. Uh, that was bad. Where he, <laughs> where he intends to finally marry Annie in the company of friends and family. But the sudden appearance of a peculiar document sends our hero into a tailspin and threatens to bring the events of his nightmares past crashing down on him in the worst possible way. There was one story about The Boys that Huey never knew... Huey never knew. Sounds like the name of a song. Uh, now, whether he likes it or not, he's gonna. He's gonna. Right on. Right on, right on. Look at the boys, dear Becky, number one. You know, that's on my pull list. I fucking accidentally did an order on the final cutoff. I'm glad I was able to sn ooh, secure one copy. I did secure a copy. Oh. Uh, Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys, Death of Nancy Drew. Did you hear that, guys? Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. Death of Nancy Drew, number one. Anthony Del Cole. Joel uh, Isma. 
<laughs> Teen detectives Frank and Joe Hardy have investigated many crimes in their lives, but nothing that hits this close to home. Their best friend died mysteriously after taking down a major crime organization. They must put together the clues to uncover the truth that this shocking crime, but the, oh, what? To uncover the truth about this shocking crime, Jesus Christ. But the clues lead them to a stunningly unexpected direction. Bam. Um, Nancy Drew much? There you go, guys. There you go. I'm actually really surprised that's not fucking Kelly Thompson doing that story, but, I mean, either way, it's, uh, with, with there being so little to pick up, I'm really proud of Dynamite pulling through with some variety, quality variety this week. It's not just 72 covers of fucking Red Sonia, uh, volume 73, number six, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to talk... I mean, I'm not talking sh shit about the creators doing the books. It's... Um, but I am throwing a little bit of shade at the publisher. Until today, I've got no sh shade to throw at Dynamite tonight. Dynamite tonight. Almighty oh, W. Hi, D.W. We got G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Number 271. Larry Hama and Robert Atkins. You, yeah, fucking G.I. Joe, real American hero. I don't know why all of a sudden they sound fucking slow. Uh, whatever. <laughs> 271. There you have it. Ragnarok, Breaking of Helheim, number five of six. Walter Simonson, in the uttermost depths of Helheim, Thor and Ratatosk. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm fucking. I'm a simpleton. Sorry, guys. Reach and discover the fate of the ruler of the dead, Hell herself. She offers to bargain to the god of thunder, but is any bargain with the daughter of Loki worth the price? And Ratatusk makes a discovery that threatens to break all bargains. Something hidden in Helheim that even Hell herself fears. Alright, no, this is not uh, a Marvel book. This is, you know, fucking, you know, like the the, the, the old myth, the original stuff, the, the, the pre-Jack uh, Kirby, pre-Jack Kirby, just post-Jack Kirby. You get it. You're smart. You understand. And then we've got a little bit more from IDW. We have Star Trek Year 5, number 11, done by Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly. So, uh, yeah. Oh, also, Stephen Thompson on the art. So, with the Federation border inside, a villain revealed was Subject Kirk and the crew of the Enterprise to their most dangerous challenge yet, where everything comes to a head in a battle of the fate of the five-year mission. I don't know what any of that means, because I've seen about 16 minutes of Star Trek in my entire life. I don't judge anybody that watches Star Trek. I just, yeah, as a matter of fact, I respect the shit out of Star Trek. I'm envious of people that know about Star Trek. Uh, but this shit puts me to sleep. And probably, yeah, I don't know, maybe I could try a comic. Won't be this week, though. Pushing along, we've got Dark Horse. Dark Horse Comics, we've got Critical, hmm, Critical Role, Vox Machina Origin Series 2. Number six of the six-part 
miniseries. Uh, yeah. So, there you go. Fucking Jody Hauser still writing shit that everybody fucking wants. You get a lot of people after this book. I do. I see a lot of people coming after this book. Uh, personally, myself, um, I, I never really got into this kind of stuff. But, uh, based off of the popularity of it, and admittedly, um, a lot of it having to do with this cover, I'm going to see if I could snag myself a copy. <laughs> uh, probably not. I would imagine this is a book that, because I didn't pre-order, I'm probably not going to get my hands on it, but even pros like myself have to pay penalties for being uh, procrastinators. <laughs> How's that for alliteration? Unplanned alliteration. Even threw in a little P at the end. Little cherry top and P. <laughs> Jesus, Brian. Uh, can you get over and get it done with? I will. I will. Don't worry. There's not much left. We've got Image Comics. We've got Copra, number six, uh, from Michelle Fifi. Fifi. So a new story arc begins with Copra. There you go. A 56 pager for only five bucks. What is Image Comics fucking? Um, well, they're dumping some comics, that's for sure. Oh, yes. So, last second. Last second, I was able to fucking get one. Um, I mean, not get it yet, obviously, but, um, secure one. Secure one. I called up and said, hey, man, I forgot to fucking, uh, forgot to get my book. Forgot to pre-order this. Is there any available? Can I still sign up for it? And he says, as a matter of fact, there's only one unclaimed. I was gonna only have one on the shelf. Because there was a trillion other douchebags just like you that didn't pre-order it. So, uh, yeah. Got my copy of Nailbiter Returns, number one. Now, this is going to be, what I would imagine, a real introduction to Joshua Williamson for myself. I already know I like Mike Henderson. I already know that much. Um, I never read the original Nailbiter. I'm going to try to find it in trade. Um, but, uh, I will say that I'm, I'm excited because a lot of people say this is Joshua Williamson unhinged, no holds barred. So, yeah, he's not an indie creator or an indie creation. So, I'm excited, man. I am excited. Uh, I, I do look forward to a shot at Joshua Williamson's. Uh, indie work. Postal Deliverance number eight from Brian Hill and Matt Hopkins, along with Raphael Ankle. Alright, the Eden Killer, uh, cool name. The Eden Killer snaps and invades Mark and Maggie's home, catching them off guard and leaving behind the bloody trail of carnage and death. Boom. Um, sounds fun. Sounds fun. <sighs> Fuck. Uh, that was not a sarcastic yawn. Uh, number... Number? What the fuck? Uh, DC Comics. <laughs> that wraps it up for the indies, actually. It's kind of a bummer. Kind of a bummer, dude. We've got DC Comics to talk about. We do. We've got Action Comics number 1022. I guess I can kind of read what's going on in here. We're not really strapped for time on this one. It is Brian Michael Bendis. It's still John Romita Jr., obviously. Klaus Jansen. That's neat. 
<laughs> so, first Metropolis <laughs> was hit with the biggest ground battle in the history of the city and barely survived. On top of that, Leviathan uh, threw down his gauntlet for the entire world to see, and Superman revealed the truth of his identity as Clark Kent. Yeah, uh-huh. Now the city's in a state of shock. Clark and Connor can't need to figure out what's next for them and the city they protect. Guest starring Wonder Comics, Young Justice, and a unique crossover. Cool. Right on. Um, still with Leviathan. So, uh... Alright, cool. Yeah, sweet. Um, not on my pull list, though. No, I don't drop the action comics. That was one of the few books that caught the axe last year. It's a fucking bummer. Sucks when that happens, but I am so over Leviathan. But that's just me. Um, I do have to say that by no means do I ever try to sway anybody um, away from a book ever. Never do I want my, want my opinion to... I will never say don't read this because I think it's bad. I don't think it's bad. Um, I'll never say I think something's bad. But it, that doesn't mean I can't be bored with something or what, what have you. Um, and with me just being bored with something doesn't mean that it's not good. It's, I mean, or good for someone else for that matter. So, I do have to give that disclaimer when I do these. Um, I am not here to sway anybody away from a book. Definitely, I'm here to get you into books. That's for sure. I'm definitely here to get you into books. So, there you go. Uh, carrying on doing more DC Aquaman. Aquaman number 59. Kelly Sudaconic is back at it, along with Rob Sarocha. Underwater Fisticuffs. Cool. It's a battle royale. It is Orm's army, a bloodthirsty elemental, and Arthur go fin to fin to fin. <laughs> Over the future of Atlantis's heir apparent. Alarm bells are ringing, and Mira better wake up soon, lest the kingdom come undone. Cool. Right on. Uh, I bet, uh, yeah. I don't read Aquaman. I like Aquaman. I just don't read Aquaman. Batman Superman. This is a book I'm reading. So this is Joshua Williamson. Don't necessarily hate Joshua Williamson doing this book. Not at all. Uh, it's just, I want to see him do more. I want to see what he does with Nailbiter. Um, honestly, I just, I wasn't a big fan of Joshua Williamson's Flash is all it comes down to. That's all it comes down to. So, uh, we got ourselves a new story arc popping off here with Clayton Henry on the art. Atomic, part one. The Atomic Skull is dead. When Batman and Superman arrive on the scene of his explosive demise, they discover that the villain-turned-would-be hero was one of many people to be the subject of a grisly and sometimes fatal experiments. But who is pulling the strings of the bizarre and unnecessary surgeries? Whom will they experiment on next? And what does Superman's oldest foes, the Ultra-Humanite, have to do with his deadly mystery? Find out in Batman Superman number 9. Yeah, I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna find out so hard. Keeping it going. <laughs> oh, a little black label action. Mm-hmm. Birds of Prey number 1. This is the one shot. A $10 one shot. I bet you it's big, though. Brian Azzarello. You know, the first guy to write a black label book. 
Hashtag Batawang. Hashtag Black... Black Dick. <laughs> hashtag Bat Dick. Uh-oh. So... <laughs> Uh, Black Canary's life... Oh, yeah, it's birds of prey. Black Canary's life is spiraled out of control. Her personal life is going through the ringer, and her band is in crisis when an old flame resurfaces only to flicker out and set her on an all-new mission against an all-new opponent. The only thing is, is that she has to be grateful for is the fact that she's not alone. As Huntress finds herself on a collision course with Black Canary's quarry at Detective Montoya's urging. There's uh, another essay and a half of description here. It's, I mean, come on, guys. It's, it's a $10 Birds of Prey prestige black label book. I mean, I, don't, I shouldn't have to give you a fucking description. You know? I did, though. I did, because I love you. Catwoman. Catwoman number 22. So Paula Sevenbergen. Whoa, where is Joelle Jones? And how did I say that name right? Uh, and Enanike on the art. Alright, so. Ever seen those hot pink vans stationed around town advertising sexy maids to come and clean your house? Hmm? Little did you know those sexy maids are actually part of a secret underground sting operation that only Catwoman can claw her way through to find the artifact they've stolen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what's up, Mary Maids. What? Sponsor? No, no, they don't, they don't, that, that's not. Uh, it, it's leather versus lingerie. This epic cat chase. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Fucking A. Fucking A, man. How come it's just $1 bills that are flying around, though? What, who, if, all those bundles, if they're ones, those bundles are only 25 bucks a piece, 100 bucks a piece. She's a fucking... She's got like $1,100, man. That gun that she's holding costs more than the loot. Oh, wait, no. There's boxes. There's... Oh, psh, There's Tupperware boxes in the back. There's fucking clearly comics in those bins. They're good. I was gonna say, don't be stupid, Catwoman. Don't infiltrate... But, nah, she knows what's up. She knows what's up. She's gotta get them comics. Uh, more Catwoman. <laughs> I know I'm off the fucking rails today. I'm a fucking lunatic. Catwoman, Idiot Anniversary, 100 page, super spectacular. Number one. And there's a bunch of people all up in it. Um, we've got Ed Brubanker and Tom King and Mikhail Janine and Tula Lote and of course a little you know, Joel, I would imagine some Joel Jones is in there. Joel Jones at least did cover A. Uh, but yeah, there's a trillion covers. Uh, I think it's 1.2 trillion, to be honest. Uh, well, I guess that's not very honest of me, is it? I apologize. I'll never lie to you like that again. I'm sorry. But there's like 11. How many decades are there? Uh, eight. There's probably like eight. <laughs> eight or nine available variants on this. Shut the fuck up, Brian. Uh, but yeah, for those of you that love Catwoman, they're, they, um, I would say all of the variants are very worthy of purchase. It's not very often I say that. Uh, yeah, the J. Scott Campbell. I mean, I'm not usually a big J. Scott Campbell fan. I know that's crazy of me. Uh, it's not that I don't like his work, it's just his, his I mean, I'm not the J. Scott Campbell fan that 90% of comic book fans are. You know, that's all. That's all. 
Um, but who else, man? There's some great ones. Uh, all the art germ. Obviously, there's going to be an art germ variant. And fuck. It's, it's, for somebody like myself, uh, I'm not a big fan of art germ's work until he does Catwoman. I have every single art germ Catwoman cover that has come out in, I don't know, a, a long time. <laughs> oh, fucking good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's there's Adam Hughes, there's Jim Lee. Oh, that Jim Lee homaging the uh, the Catwoman 90s series. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. Robin in the back just... Oh, fuck. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, they did... It. Yeah. These covers are great. By far, out of all of the... Uh, all of the big 80th anniversary covers that or series that DC's done, the Catwoman series has had the best run of cover or yeah series of covers for that whole thing. I, I hands down, I, I yeah no doubt. Uh, okay, more more. We've got Detective Comics 1022. Uh, yeah, I'm all up in this. You know, I'm reading Detective. Love me some Detective. I've been craving some Detective. And, you know, this, uh, this Two-Face story is getting mighty interesting. There's Far Sector, number 6 of 12. Uh, yeah, this is some DC young animal kind of stuff. I don't read Far Sector, so I don't really have much to say about it personally, but for those of you that are, there you go. See? Don't discriminate. John Constantine Hellblazer, number 6. Jesus Christ, it's already on number 6. So this is Simon Spurrier and Aaron Campbell. As Noah's mother lies in the hospital, deep in a coma, with no prognosis of awakening, awakening, <laughs> awaken, John Constantine makes the acquaintance of a rapacious, what, can you say that, spirit, one with a terrifying <laughs> significance for all of England. England. There you go. Uh, I'm obviously not reading that based off of my... Uh, questioning tone throughout every single sentence. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really wish I could get into Constantine and all that. I tried, I tried reading issue one, and I was so fucking lost. I was like, oh, I clearly needed to be reading Constantine from the very beginning to understand this. Maybe that's not the case now, but, no. Um, oh, more Black Label. So that book, The Last God, apparently is coming out Last God source book. Number one. Uh, to look upon the book of ages it is to know the world of Cain Anun's past, present, and perhaps even its future. Long believed to be the first text ever recorded, the book of ages contains the most complete history of Cain Anun's peoples and their gods. And it carries on for another three or four hours. Uh, based off of my reading skill, at least. Shazam. Shazam number 12. Jeff Johns and Dale Eaglesham. Ooh. And that, I like it when Ken Lashley does variants. That's fucking sweet Shazam. That's really cool. So, revealing his devious plans, Mr. Mind attacks Belly Batson and the entire Shazam family. Pushed to the limit by a fierce battle against both Black Adam and the Monster Society, can Shazam turn the tide and save himself and his adopted family of friends and fellow heroes? I sure fucking hope so. Otherwise, uh, yeah, that'd be a bummer for him. Swamp Thing is coming out with another giant. 
Hunter Pinch Giant, number four. There you go. Swamp Thing on that. Uh, Wonder Woman, number 756. Steve Orlando has taken over Wonder Woman. And, uh, yeah. So, with Wonder Woman down, the four horsewomen are victorious. And now they set their sights on the rest of the Amazons. On the rest of the Amazons? Can anyone stop Warmaster from delivering ultimate vengeance upon Wonder Woman's family? I bet you have to read this fucking book to find out. So there you go. That's that. That's DC. And guess what? There is no Marvel again. And these things worry me. These things worry me, y'all. But it is what it is. I'll just take what we can get. I'll take what I can get. Um, it's going to be bigger than the, the, the first week back, but not as big as the second by a long shot. But I did see the FOC for the last week of June. And uh, prepare your wallets, folks, um, because they are dumping titles. It's, they're making up for some quarterly, uh, some quarterly losses, that's for sure. They're dumping everything they have. Now... I could speculate on that further, but I'm not going to do that because this is Pull This Priorities. It's about being happy. It's about being happy about what's coming out. Uh, I'm not going to get into fucking doom and gloom speculation based off of that. But uh, one thing, if there's one thing you take out of this podcast, you could, if you forget every single title that I reminded you of, remember this. Start a fucking pull list if you want anything at all to have somewhat close to a guarantee of landing in your possession it's fucked times out there people you all know that the comic book industry is just as fucked so just play ball play ball play nice with your local comic book stores don't leave them fucking hanging and uh yeah there you go also uh, support this podcast even further by leaving five star reviews i mean i mean i'm gonna continue to remind you about that Five-star reviews mean the absolute fucking world to this podcast, so do it on Apple, do it on Podchaser, do it on Stitcher, do it anywhere you can. Uh, more so Apple, though, because they are the overlord, and, you know, without them giving the fucking approval the <laughs> in their rankings and algorithms, then the show doesn't get the years on it that it deserves. So, um, and I say that with confidence. Please, rate this podcast five stars. Also... Uh, if you're feeling really, really, really into this show, you like the content you hear, then uh, sign up on Patreon, man. Just a fucking buck. Twelve bucks a year gets you access to content before it comes out. There's a lot of these creator interviews that are just kind of sitting in this vault right now. And only those of you that are willing to fork out a buck a month are able to listen to it before everyone else. Uh, and ad-free as well. Um, no, No targeted ads in any of those. So... Um, there you go. There you have it. I, uh, I urge you to start a fucking pull list. As always, read responsibly. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. In a world of utter randomness, 
one podcast stood out from the bunch. And it was the amazing world of talking shiz. <coughs> Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. Um, yeah, it's just mainly randomness. And focus is it's definitely not being not focused there. on at all. No. Uh, our podcast is definitely um, no theme at all. It's literally random and talk about literally everything and throwing in random jokes at any given time. Yeah. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And- so go ahead, tune in. New episodes weekly. And we're international. International. Very, yes. very well. So tune in. Follow yeah. us on Twitter. See you there. <laughs>